I'm finished. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> I'm Kate, welcome to Rivers. Um, I'm not adverse to some woes, commands during this sermon so that I know you're well and truly listening. Yeah, some of that. Another demonstration? Wow. <laughs> Rosie's loud. She's Samoan, that's why. Um, cool. So tonight, gosh, tonight, okay. I'm preaching on throne room worship, and I wanted to call it throne room worship because more specifically than worship, which Tim clarified before is sort of like your everyday, you know, giving your heart unto God and living your life for him is an act of worship in itself. But what I'm going to be talking about more specifically is throne room worship, um, and I'm going to dissect that through the book of Revelation. You're welcome, Jordan. Um, but just like a, a quick intro, worship in the sense of singing and dancing and congregationally in your own room, whatever it is, that's what we're talking about. We were talking about throne room worship. And the reason I said gosh at the start of this sermon is because I wrestled so much with Holy Spirit preparing this um, this will probably comfort you greatly, but I just have like pages and pages of notes, none quite organized or anything like that, that I'm hoping will organize themselves as I speak through the, act, through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's giving me not anxiety, but as a, I'm a primary school teacher, so I'm like, don't have a game plan, what? But you're adults, so maybe it'll work out. Um, yeah, so... I think this sermon is especially necessary for Rivers because Rivers Church of Christ, if you're new here, you probably would have noticed, but there is an insane anointing um, of worship on this church. It just lives and breathes worship. It's amazing. Throughout, I've been here, this is my 10th year, one decade. Here we go. Yeah, I am loyal, committed. Um, yeah, the whole time I've been here, worship has been, you know, through and through. It's been you know, like all churches, you have your barren wasteland type seasons. I'm in the desert 40 years, lost because I'm not really listening to God properly, times of worship. But then you have your, we are in the third heaven right now, Holy Spirit, here we are. Those, And I feel like what's happening is we've gone through quite a desert season and um, God is a faithful God and he is bringing us out of that, you know, but that time was not a wasted time. It was actually necessary because God did a work in most of our hearts that will make this season all the more special. And um, the fruits that will come out of it, are, yeah, just going to be amazing. So, yeah, come on. Thank you. <laughs> also, I love worship. So that's probably why I've got pages and pages of notes, but no order. So I'm going to pray. Pray for order. Pray for me. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Um, we just give you permission to speak to us directly. Father, would you open up our hearts? God, would you make us aware of the anointing on this church and the anointing on each of us to access you in that special way? Um, Father, would you bless this message that anything that isn't of you would just fall to the floor and that it'd just be you speaking tonight. Yeah, and we love and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I did that. Not the artwork, but I put the lettering on there. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm an ENFP, if you know Myers-Briggs, so that's impressive for me. 
<laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to take you through. Um, there's a verse in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is the final book in the Bible, and it speaks about um, past, present, and future. It's this really cool revelation that John had where God just like hit him with awesome stuff. Kind of wish it happened to me, but that's okay. God's got other things planned for me. Um, yeah, it's this um, story in the Bible where Jesus or God is revealing to John um, this amazing scene or this amazing thing that's happening in heaven, past, present, future, interesting concept of worship. And it's called the throne room worship. If you type it into Google, that's probably the Bible verse that's going to come up. So, hang on. Go. Can we have the next slide, please? Oh, is that you or is that me? It's all faithful down the back. Okay, so I'm going to, this is a bit of a how you're going. I'm going to be reading a lot. But it, I feel like it's necessary because it's painting the picture that I'm going to be talking about. If you're like two sentences in and go, Whoo, sorry, Kate, you've lost me, that's so fine because I'm going to extrapolate the important parts. But I feel like this was really important. So, after this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and pearls of thunder. Do you recognize that song? Flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder. You know, they get their lyrics from somewhere, you know. God didn't TM the Bible. It's free use. Um, in front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had wings and was covered with eyes all around. Even under its wings, day and night, they never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. I love that. Day and night, they never stopped singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That means Heaven is proclaiming the mightiness of God 24-7 and has been and will continue to. That's insane. Do you know that there is worship happening in heaven right now? As we sit here, all the saints, angels, they are gathered around the throne of God, Jesus, crying out, holy, holy. They can't even help themselves. It's like almost an obsession. They're looking at this beautiful creature, this beautiful thing. I once heard a preacher say, you know, we're all, some of you were there for that sermon, so sorry if I get this wrong, but um, it's almost like the human condition to look at something really beautiful, right? And just to be drawn to it straight away. Like, 
a mother to a newborn baby, um, someone who loves scenery, looking at the Glasshouse Mountains, people on, you know, in the secular world, looking at Instagram and liking these posts that are beautiful in any type of social media. That is in us. That's an innate desire to recognize beauty and to share the beauty. What's the first thing you do when you see something really beautiful? No hands up. That was a rhetorical question. The first thing you want to do is share this with everybody, right? You don't see, I don't know, a really beautiful, I'm thinking puppy, no? (laughs) A really beautiful, like, sunset. Oh, I'm a sucker. Thank you, Dad. I'm a sucker for sunsets, especially at 4.30 golden hour in autumn. That's like, oh, that is the Lord's gift to me, I swear. But I look at it, and even the other day, I'm coming back from my walk and my mom's outside and I'm like, mom, look at that amazing sunset. That's your first reaction, right? So here are these saints, angels and elders looking at Jesus going, oh my gosh, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So much so that it's happening all the time. They're not even forcing themselves. It's just happening. And the reason I'm telling you this is because you will play a major part in this as well. If you want to know what heaven is going to look like, flick to the book of Revelation. It will reveal to you amazing things and it'll stir something up in your heart where you'll be like, oh, what's the point of church? What's the point of three songs at the service? I've heard these so many times they're doing nothing. They are doing something, right? Um, You can flick. I think I had this just so I could talk my little bit. It's okay, leave it there. It is doing something. When you are singing to the Lord, heaven is literally opening itself up. That's insane. Can I get a come on and amen? Yeah, heaven is opening up and joining you in worship. Do you know that angels are jealous of us because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us? And... Jesus doesn't want heaven without us. I'm pretty sure that's a song lyric as well. So God doesn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down is the lyric. That rings so much truth. But that's the case. We have, God loves us so much that any opportunity for the kingdom to come, the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Famous, you might know it. God wants that. He wants his kingdom to come. It's not like he's like, "Mm, you're 80% in this. I'm not going to reveal heaven to you. No, he wants to reveal heaven to you. Let me tell you. And that worship that we experienced just before, heaven was being brought down. Thank you, Trent Lewis. Trent Lewis, gosh, he used to be in a band called Dissonance. He was the heartthrob of Narangbar Valley in 2008, everybody. Everybody left Trent Lewis. Sorry, Trent. This is on a podcast too. (laughs) Heaven was being brought down while Trent and all of us were coming together. You know what? If Trent were in this room singing to God, I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit would still be in the room. But there's power in numbers and there's power when we all open up our hearts to God. There is this amazing thing that I found out the other day. Um, I think I heard this fact like a couple years ago and Holy Spirit reminded me, so I Googled it. And Google, the internet's always true. So, But these scientists, um, they actually discovered that when music is played, our hearts start to beat 
at the same tempo. Which is why when we do, you know, workouts, you put on a really fast track because you want your heart rate to go up. Or if you want to chill out, you listen to Spotify playlist, Relax Time 2019, your heart rate slows down. That can't just be a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. You can't tell me that that is a coincidence, that our heartbeats match a tempo. That is amazing. That means before we were all standing in this room together singing one song and our hearts were beating at the same tempo. Amen, come on. I feel like I need like, amen, and then you shout, amen. It's like a gospel church. We'll get there. We'll get there, Tim. (laughs) There's this other really cool thing that, um, you know, my Googling led me to is when you are in love, your heart will beat at the same tempo as the person that you are in love with when you're in, like, close proximity of them. What? That means if you love the Lord and you were in this room just before when worship was on, your heart was not only beating at the same tempo because of the scientific fact that we're all listening to the same song, it was probably also beating to the same rhythm of God's heart. All of our hearts were beating at the same rhythm of God's. That is whack. The God of this universe, our heart was beating at the same tempo. That makes me want to cry. Oh, that's so amazing. You know that he would give us that. It's ama- I'm, I'm completely baffled. Oh, it doesn't work. Next one. Okay, I spent quite a bit of time trying to think about what the heck is worship? Sorry, if heck is a swear word for you, it's not for me. And I came to this conclusion. I don't know. It's a lot of things, but this is the one that I wanted to point out. Worship is gathering around Jesus who is seated on the throne on the right-hand side of his Father. So jumping back to Revelation 4, that lengthy verse that I read out, it described there being a throne. And it was for someone. It didn't actually say Jesus. But if you, like this is a whole other sermon. If you read in the Bible, it all comes to the conclusion that it is Jesus. And it describes that there are saints and there are angels. And there are also elders gathered around the throne. Now, elders represent the church, essentially. It said 24 elders. I'm not actually sure. I'd have to do more looking into that, what the number 24 means. But there are elders gathered around his throne. Um, There's also this part, I'm going to skip it for the sake of time, but it goes on to say that they are seated beside him on the throne. And then there's this section where it says, but they get down and they bow before him and they offer their crowns to the feet of the one who sits on the throne. Now, the offering of crowns, this is like one of my favorite themes. And if you've ever heard me pray or worship lead or whatever, I'm always like, God, we give, we put our crowns down at your feet. Because crown is representing everything, right? A crown, you think of that, you're thinking like um, kings, queens. If a king were to hand you their crown, that's no, that's not a slight thing, right? That is a major deal. These elders have been crowned by the Lord, 
it says it in, I think it's Ephesians. Ephesians 2, it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in, Je- in Christ Jesus. And then in Revelation, it says that they are, were crowned. Um, but what they're doing, these, what these elders are doing is they are taking their crowns off and they're continuously putting the crowns at the feet of Jesus. And David Helser, I don't know if you guys know him, David and Melissa Helser, they are awesome. They wrote, I'm no longer a slave, the banger that has set you free. Um, He made this point of, it's interesting that the elders have to continuously take their crowns off and hand it to the feet of Jesus. It's a continuous action. And then he asked the question of who or what is placing that crown back on the elders' heads? It's Jesus, the one we have been seated with. It's Jesus. There's this continuous act of holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, all the saints, angels worshiping, and Jesus is going, no, you are. And the elders are going, no, you're holy. And Jesus says, no, you are. And it turns into one of those, no, you hang up first conversations, but for all of eternity. It's this amazing concept. So this is happening. I've just described to you a really weird paradox of past, present, future. Okay, so that's what's happening and what has been happening in heaven ever since God lifted the veil Um, you know, sent his son Jesus to come die on the cross and lifted the veil so that we could be in close communion with him. The crazy thing about all of this, all of this worship that is happening in heaven right now is like I said before, we have access to that. Little old Church of Christ Kalenga has access to that. Doesn't matter how much faith you have, you have access to that. Doesn't matter if you're five years old. Doesn't matter if you are 80 years old. Doesn't matter if this is the first time you've ever come to church and you've gone, yes, I believe that is real. Bam. You have access to the Father's heart, to the heart of Jesus, to the heart of Holy Spirit. And you have the insane ability to bring heaven down through the act of worship. And God is asking you to do that. He's saying, do it. I dare you. I want this. I want this to happen. I want to live in communion with you. So I guess what I want to encourage, especially at Rivers, especially after what seems like a really long time of trials and testings and barren wastelands and God, is it even worth it anymore? And the suffering is unbearable. I really want to invite you to participate in this insane, I don't even know what to call it, this insane ability to worship God and for heaven to be opened, to access the throne room. That takes worship to a whole new level. You know, when you lift your hands in worship, it's not just a crazy penty thing to do. What you're doing, think about this. If someone comes up to you with a gun and says, freeze, you go, oh, okay, I'm completely like, it's all good, I'm yours, whatever. That's, the, that's what you're doing. You're saying, here I am, God, have it all. 
What I have, it's yours. When, oh, what was the other one? I made notes of these. Thanks, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Getting on your knees in worship. These are practical applications now that you might sometimes see in church that you might even think to do. Someone hasn't just gone, oh, these are the cool things that we can do to show that we're really into worship. No, they are your body's natural reaction to worshiping the Lord your God. Getting on your knees is an act of surrender. You are literally lowering yourself like the elders in the Bible are doing before God, before his throne. Jumping around and dancing. All right. There's no shame in looking like a fool. When I give you all the, see, I'm nailing these lyrics. <laughs> there is no shame. It is so fine if you want to, like, if God and Holy Spirit is hitting you hard and you're standing there and you look like you've fallen asleep, but really you are, again, in the third heaven. God is lifting the layers of your heart off. That's so fine, whatever. But if you're sitting there going, man, I've been praying all week because I have been sad, I've been suffering, I've been oppressed, I've been whatever, I really feel like if I move a little bit, it might fall off of me. You jump around. Yeah, come on. It does something. There is dancing in heaven as well. He wants you to do these things. There is power. There is freedom in these things. You don't have to follow, I don't know, the, the trend, right? I'm, I'm a school teacher. You don't have to follow the trend. Be different. If God is calling you to cry out in worship and be really loud, as long as you're being kind to the person next to them and not yelling into their ear, do it. Cry out. Sometimes there's like moans that need to come out to you for, for like God to release something. You have no idea. That's also why we can't judge when those things happen. How am I doing for time, Tim? Time, Tim? I've forgotten what time church actually finishes. Six, good. Got another two hours? Uh. <laughs> yeah, classic, thanks. <laughs> I know it's wrong to quote yourself, okay? <laughs> but I was at this worship night the other night, and I didn't think that I was actually going. I thought I was going to go listen to this really cool artist called Montel Fish. Bought tickets. Missed him, which is really, because the kick went for like four or five hours. So I was like, he'll be at the end. He was at the start, everyone, and missed him. He's from America too. But there was this really cool worship thing afterwards, and Holy Spirit really, really spoke to me directly before I had even started thinking about this sermon. And this is what I want to finish with, because I really, I th hopefully you feel encouraged from this message Hopefully you feel, I don't know, a sense of joy or a sense of readiness to, oh my goodness, little old me can literally access heaven, can access the throne room. I'm not even a gifted worship leader. I'm not even a whatever, but I can do it. Hopefully you have that, that sense of encouragement. So this is what I wrote down. Let us participate in the praise happening right now in heaven. At any moment we can join in. The only requirement is surrender. His kingdom come on earth can happen any way God would choose, but he has promised that it be done through us. 
The participants of heaven are literally shouting praises endlessly and with everything they could possibly give. And we might even, or we might entertain only the thought by ritualistically including singing some songs during our church services. The choice to deny yourself and live is only going to happen in the course of this earth's history. So be a part of that history. I'm going to finish with prayer. And we are going to engage in some worship. You don't have to do those things that I listed. You don't have to put your hands in the air. You don't have to get on your knees. You don't have to jump around, whatever. But what I don't want you to do or what I want you to try not do is go, this is really boring. We did this song last week or I've got work tomorrow, so I'm going to start thinking about the list of things I need. No! Heaven is literally being opened onto this church. Engage, engage, engage. You, oh, I can't even begin to imagine. I'm just speaking from the heart here because, again, I've been going to this church for 10 years, but it has taken me so, 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 so long. People who have walked alongside me would know this, to properly understand what it means to worship God truly. It's taken me so long, so much working, so many like heartaches, so much cracking off the ice of certain parts of my heart, breaking through stubbornness, God being a gracious God and giving me the time and understanding what I'm going through. But I had to take that step and say, all right, God, it's going to be really painful, but I'm ready for you to do a work in my heart. And it just made worshipping him so much better. Because as he would do a work in my heart, he would reveal his truth to me. And when songs that include, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, I finally understood what holy, holy, holy the Lord God Almighty was, not just in my head, but in my heart. So when I sung it, I wasn't just singing these words, I was truly engaging and I meant it. Sometimes you don't mean it. You don't understand what it means. And singing it out is also really powerful because God can do a work in your heart there too. So I'm going to finish with prayer if the band would like to come up. Holy Spirit, thank you for your provision. Thank you that... God, you are so patient. You are so kind. You have given us these tools to be able to worship you. You have given us time to mull over what we need to mull over. And you have so much patience for us to take our time to actually come to you. God, would you open up our eyes, open up our hearts, Give us a fresh revelation into what worship is and what throne room worship is. God, that we wouldn't come to church and sing just for the sake of it, but that we would really press in and we would really engage knowing that we're not going to these efforts for for nothing, but what is happening is you are reaching into our souls and delivering truth, 
delivering understanding and that this won't just carry out into 10 minutes of song. It's going to carry out into the rest of our lives and it's going to be infectious. It's going to bring about joy and people are going to flock to us and we're going to have that opportunity to share the beauty, the holiness of our Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Father. Just bless rivers. Yeah, amen.